0: you're muted and you are also uh i don't see your face i do not see your beautiful face hi how are you
1: good how are you
0: i'm i am well well i uh just spoke to sophia and she says she is preparing her talisman oh wait here she is i thought she was going to take a bit more time but my froze (laughs) there she is Hi Sophia, I can't see your face or hear your voice.
2: Oh, hi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm swell, how are you
0: guys? I'm great, Huber. I'm good. Hi, Sophia.
1: Okay. What? <laughs> A little worried about my Wi-Fi because it's shaky, but we will persevere.
2: We shall. Huber, you look very warm.
1: Thank you, I'm not.
2: <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> like,
1: My room is so poorly insulated that it's like 55 degrees outside and 40 degrees in here. (laughs) It's
2: like 40 degrees celsius in here, I'm sweating. I got my little remote control aircon thing. So we span all climates. We are a broad church. A what? would you like to, to intro us in?
0: Hi, welcome to Case Files. I am Veronica and I am here with Huber Rodriguez Tejada I noticed uh on this week's episodes that we uh we we were introducing ourselves with adjectives again but at some point we we stopped doing that so I don't know whether I should throw in some adjectives or if I should just just go just go throw sh- them in there
2: throw a verb in there
0: uh, oh uh, the, the 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 shivering Huber Rodriguez Tejada
1: hi everyone <laughs> and I'm here with the
2: uh, <laughs> oh, normally I edit out the long pauses where we try and think of words. Wait, I'll, I'll get the first adjective I see in Behind the Beautiful Forevers by Catherine Boo.
1: Okay, and I'm gonna do the same thing with the back of this Skyrim video game bar.
2: Man, she does not use adjectives. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's a verb, but it works. I've got one for you, Veronica. Oh,
0: ooh, ooh. Let's hear it.
2: Okay. okay, I'm here with the insulted Veronica.
0: I'm not <laughs> insulted, I feel fine.
2: Oh, there's also premature. Oh. And ghost.
0: Those aren't great. Those aren't very flattering. What, what is this? Oh, oh you to read
1: with, that uh, video from by the yes. way. I'm here with epic Sophia <laughs> Hey, That's You're
2: what? eating. <laughs> I'm I'm here with the premature and insulted Veronica Grace Talion! Hello! Hi. Hi. So, I just realized I should have gotten up the rundown before we started, but I forgot, so talk amongst yourselves while I whip out our agenda.
0: How's medical school going, Huber? You had an exam.
1: I did have an exam. I had my docs exam, which stands for Demonstration of Clinical Skills. And, and had I had, had to demonstrate them? Yeah. How? <laughs> well? Not so well? I think it went fine. I did get good feedback from the standardized patients. For those who don't know, standardized patients are actors who pretend to be patients for us who can't <laughs> practice on actual patients yet.
0: I was wondering are they like professional actors or are they just older medical school students?
1: no they're like actual actors, like from the world who are like trained yeah, IMDb's. in the medical world i
0: wonder how <laughs> to, you get into that career to field. it's a very like niche focus
2: yeah well but yeah i don't you know if they're pass? like
1: try, just trying to be actors on the side or what i don't know if i passed yet i find out in june
2: it's a long way <laughs>
1: Yeah, I well, think I did fine. If it
2: goes wrong, you have a burgeoning podcast career.
1: Yeah. Plus, if I failed, the only thing that happens is that I talk to my my like coach, my mentor, try to figure out how to be better.
0: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh right. low so stakes. That's, good. that's good. We like that's it. not very
2: exciting.
0: No, no, no. We we like low stakes. We don't like
2: a lot of pressure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, shall we do our first order of business thing, which is introduce our talismans.
0: Yes, and you, you've made like such a pomp and circumstance about yours that I vote you go
2: last. Okay, all right. If you're watching, if this is your first case files, dear viewer, um, talismans is when we introduce mascots that we, uh, that we have as lucky charms for the episode. Basically, it has to be something related to the cycle, any of the past three chapters. So let's start with... Huber. Because okay. Huber beat his up. Huber completely did a cop-out last time and brought a random snow globe. I what like this snow globe. <laughs> Not relevant, but but apparently this week, this cycle, Huber has come to slay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like a play won't be as good as yours because you actually like <laughs> try harder than me always. But I okay, so it was your chapter, I think, where Golfini goes to see Wilhelmina at the carnival, and in her tent, you know, you see, like, the sphere, whatever it's called.
3: Crystal ball, <laughs> which is also ball. a snow globe.
1: <laughs> no, you see the tarot cards, but you also see crystals. Oh! <laughs> so I brought love words, which, you know, is supposed to bring upon self-love and romantic love and you know I don't know some other love there's some love in the book mm-hmm. Golfini's trying to get some love in from Wilhelmina that's for sure so... <laughs> that
2: love or okay or, or lust
1: so great
2: is... I Cuba, I'm proud that's a great that's that's a great talisman thank you I I'm <laughs> surprised
0: you said that's her those are the crystals from Wilhelmina's car- caravan though and you didn't just say that's the Californium. Because the California yes! after five.
3: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a good point. <laughs> and you're in California.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, we you do, we like, do. I found
2: this in my backyard. It's California.
0: <laughs> it, good effort, Huber. Though you, it's it's uh, I guess Sophia would say it's an improvement from last week. So good effort.
2: Oh God, that did not come to either of us, Veronica, You brainy.
0: Oh, I, I don't know about that, but does that mean it's my turn to present mine? Okay, yes. well, mine's, mine's not as fun, I guess. Well, maybe it is, I don't know. But in Huber's chapter, you'll remember that Wendy, after encountering Senor Romanzo, she goes to Alicia Alitoza's house. And during that, when she's walking in through the door, you and Huber have a very lengthy side conversation, basically just bitching about your friends when you were kids who had two living rooms. dining rooms in their houses. And I did not say on the recording at the time, but I was one of those kids who had two living rooms and dining rooms. So when we sold our house, we got like a a book with just pictures of our houses to give out to people. So I have a book here Wait, 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 explain that. What? What? Wait, hang on. What is this book? I was selling- when we were selling our house in Maryland, okay. with the two living rooms right. and dining rooms, you have to have a book with pictures of your house to give out to people right. who want to buy the house. So I have one right. here with me. Here is my fancy living room, here is my mm-hmm. fancy dining room, and then here is-, <laughs> this is the whitest American shit I've ever seen. is the plebeian living room, and then here is the plebeian dining room. So, that is, that's my the room. Problem. here For is- the a the house. Room? what the she has a dining room at the breakfast room! Yeah, yeah, so, no, you, what?
2: You have a dining room yeah. and a breakfast oh, room. Oh, but
0: another thing, you was, room. another thing you guys were saying was how you guys only, or your friends only use their fancy dining rooms and sitting rooms on holidays or something, we didn't even use it for that, we never used our fancy living rooms and dining rooms, even on Christmas, we ate in, like, the, the breakfast room as it was, so, but this is my cool. husband, this is Alicia Alitoza's house.
2: So oh my god. Sorry, that book is straight out of Wendy's life.
0: Yes, but, so I think it's a great talisman, so that is, this mine.
2: That's, that's brilliant, fantastic. oh my god, okay. Um, time okay, for, I need to think about how I do this talisman.
0: Yeah, time for you okay. to
2: go. Okay, the talisman is behind this door, um, but what I'm gonna do is I have one of those things so no one spies on me, so give me a sec.
0: Oh my god. Wait, my I'm even gonna hard. mute
2: myself.
1: Okay. My heart
0: is beating, Huber. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. I have no idea. Like, no even...
0: Imagine this is this this is going to be, like, really disappointing, or it's going to malfunction or something.
1: <laughs> That'd be really funny, to be honest. would <laughs>
0: be really sad. <laughs> she is taking her time. She should play the Jeopardy music.
2: Should I? Let me Google it.
0: What if it ate
2: her? I'm back. Oh, um, but I, I have been bitten, so I'm not gonna put it on my shoulder like I thought. Oh no, it's a snake!
0: Oh it's a bird.
3: Oh, <laughs> it's, oh
0: fuck. Oh no, she didn't eat it. Anyways, so remember what when... <laughs> um remember You cannot when... I don't think they could see my face right now because there's only one person on the screen at a time, but uh, we- me and Huber, are just shook. When we continue talking. <laughs>
2: it's Peachy! Why did you bring whiskey? Anyway, so Peachy is, um, is my dad's bird, but my dad's not here so we take care of her. She's a Lorikee, and it's said in the caravan- oh my god, my hand's really tired. And she's really loud, I'm gonna put her back, but I'll keep talking. Um, no I won't, you can't hear me. Um, She's actually drawn blood, which, you know, I commend her for. She's drawn, she's drawn blood oh. there, biting me as I tried to put her on my shoulder. But anyways, so, oh,
3: there's Incredible.
2: another beast. Oh, that's Elaine! Oh. That's Elaine! It's Elaine! Wait, but why and is there's a bird me? in Wilhelmina's caravan when she does the fortune telling? So I thought I could do peachy. But yeah, cameo from Elaine over there.
0: Oh, that's fun. I forgot about the bird. It really hurt. She drew blood. I hope you've had a, a, a tetanus shot. Is that for tetanus or rabies or I rabies? Know.
2: I don't know. But she's not
0: diseased, is what I mean to
2: say. She's a yeah, he's a sweet girl. I think she just doesn't like being woken up at twelve thirty-nine in the morning.
0: You need a fortune teller's uh turban too, so the bird and then the turban and then your Madame Guare. That is exactly what I was talking about.
2: <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw that because I wasn't speaking, but now that the the attention's on me, I'll do it again. Okay, great, shall we move on? Um, well done, great talismans, loved them all. Quick summary time! Quick summary time! Oh, we should have had jingles for everything! That would have been good. Anyways, quick summary time. Um, I'm just gonna start with mine then, because that's kind of what we do, right? Yes. Okay, so, I can't remember, that's why I'm looking at my screen. <laughs> um, wait, you do what? I'm gonna whip it up on my phone. But we had, what was it called? Golfini's Pursuit. That was our first, um, that was our first chapter. Well, our fourth chapter, first of the cycle, right? Yes. Um, okay, so it focused more on Inspector Golfini, who we hadn't really paid that much attention to before, but it sort of, I wanted to flesh out his character because he was like kind of a heartthrob, not quite, and he is kind of, at the beginning, he's like the agent who's trying to solve the mystery. He's the one that we're going to use to sort of explore different avenues and stuff. So Molten's um, chief of police is not happy with Golfini's progress. And that was Chief, we met Chief, who was a very scary like head of the Motown police department. And um, he like is roasting uh, Golfini in the precinct. And we also meet Officer Matthews, Deputy Matthews, played by the effervescent Huber. Um, And Officer Matthews and Golfini are like an unlikely duo because Golfini is very gruff and cool. Matthews is whiny and a bit lame. But um, uh, next it goes, oh yeah, they have the shortest day in the office. (laughs) <laughs> because they arrive in the morning and they're like, the coffee machine's broken. But then he leaves after like one conversation, Golfini leaves after one conversation to go meet Wilhelmina. And it's already dark outside and it's nighttime. And what I did, because I'm, I'm thinking about craft here, and I think this might win me the White Writing Award. Um, I took the scene that Huber wrote, where Golfini goes to Wilhelmina and like interrogates her. And she's like, George, you have my number from our day. I then told the same scene, but from Golfini's point of view, smart. And um, (laughs) and I sort of filled, oh my God, you can hear Elaine slash Coco drinking really heavily. Um, I told like Golfini's angle of that, which was basically he saw Wilhelmina go into the caravan and like dig around. But he has the red moleskin notebook that, um, that, Uh, romanzo mentioned. So that's that, and um, yeah, and then it ended with the tarot reading and the bird in the cage and the crystals on the table, Um, but uh, he goes to see the fortune teller at the carnival, and that's Madame Guare, who's Wilhelmina, and he's like trying to flirt with her, but she's really really like taking her job seriously. And he's like, Well, can you tell me about love? Because he's trying to seduce her to get her to trust him to get information. And she said, Yeah, and she's a child. Um, But all she says is, There is destruction coming in his love life. And that's how it ended.
0: That is a great cliffhanger, which brings us into Hubert's chapter. Will he go in a completely different direction, like last cycle? (laughs) Let's see. What was your chapter about Hubert?
1: Well, okay, so we start out with Wendy in Clara's room. i sorry, I got the... the Oh God, have we lost
2: him, Veronica? Am I
1: frozen? Can you still
2: see No, hi. Oh,
0: you're back, you're back, you're
1: back. Hi.
0: Hi. I'm so sorry,
1: hello. Okay, so we start out with Wendy laying in Clara's room, crying, looking at her One Direction posters. Oh my
0: God, I remember. That was so weird. Necessary. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Zane. I don't think you mentioned Harry, though. who's the number one Direction. He's the Niall and
2: Zayn.
1: Yeah, I think you. when I wrote that in, like, 2017, it was all about Zane at the time. It was before they even broke up, like, for real.
2: It was the Pillow Talk era, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: Pillow Talk era. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> So she's lying there crying, you know, you hear her husband in the other room talking to the detective. And and as she's like wallowing, Signor Romanzo shows up out of nowhere and like kind of starts berating her. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she's like um angry back, telling him like we find out exchange that they've have a history together that she's wonderful before. Working there. That she also had a different name, Josephine Petit. Why? I don't know. I thought it would be fun, but, but there was no just, right just point.
2: dangle that <laughs> carrot. Yeah.
1: Um, but we also find out his motives. Find out that he wants California to like control the minds of people he can still, con- like, go into her mind and other people's minds that have been close to him. Again, I don't know. Why.
2: I remember this. It was a very bizarre explanation where you could tell as you were writing the sentence you were making up what Californian could do. You were like, Californium allows me to go into the brain of whoever I want, but also control them. In fact, it also lets me move around and apparate into different places. And that's Californium." And it was like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my
1: God. In reality, I think California, the- some radioactive element that like, is just too unstable to do anything.
2: I mean, it's so unstable, you can pop up and down in different
0: rooms. Truly. Really- <laughs> maybe, so- maybe that's why. Maybe it's not that he's willingly popping in and out of different like cars and things, but it's so unstable that he just goes by
2: force. Yeah. I actually have a letter to the proprietor um, about the Californium later, so we can, oh. I'll, t- I'll, save, I'll save it for that. But there is a Californian related query
1: okay I can't wait and we also find out that he said he doesn't think Clara is actually dead how we don't know <laughs> that was up for y'all to figure out and we also found out that there are a bunch of letters in Clara's floorboards that are like to the carnival written written in her in Clara's hand um signed by Josephine Petit again I don't know why <laughs> I thought it'd be fun
0: so what you're saying is you're just laying, it wasn't. you're lying or laying out a bunch of more buns now and you're not you're not pattying any of the buns
2: have oh, we ever explained the bun it's patty
0: <laughs> I don't think so why don't you do it because it's your thing
2: very briefly for a while I wanted to have my segment be I give improv comedy tips about writing because, like, we improvised the plot. It didn't work out because I only know one thing, um, but my tip was, because this was told to me when I myself was in an improv comedy group, um, uh, I always put too many buns out, which is like, imagine you're having a barbecue and you put all these buns out and you're gonna patty the buns and put meat on top of them. You, if you put too many buns out, you don't have enough patties, and in the end you just have, like, dangling threads that never get picked up. It's like having too many loose ends so when we say too many buns or we can't patty all the buns it means we put too many ideas out that we weren't able to tackle them all there are so many in this book and Huber is responsible for 73 percent.
0: I was gonna say he's a serial he's patty or no. You're a serial pattier. Yeah exactly. No bunner.
2: Yeah. Anyway See sorry keep
0: going. <laughs>
1: um so when that's done she decides to go to the BDSM yes. to face the women of her neighborhood who have done nothing to support her. And when she goes there, she goes off. She starts cursing at all of them. She curses at the woman who like is, she is cursing out and punches the woman who her husband is cheating on Wendy with.
2: Bethany Cameron. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then she drives through, Al- Alicia's rose garden or flower garden, award-winning flower garden. Succulents dramatic...
0: garden,
2: right? Baby succulents? No, no, that's mine. Oh,
1: that
3: yeah, good. but
2: didn't you say that? Oh, oh no, it's yours. Yeah, sorry, that's a crowbar, but I got confused. Sol's.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes on her way to the beach to meet singer Romenzo, yeah. you can only assume.
0: Very good. My favorite part a of that final chapter final. is at the very end when she's running over the 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 flower garden, and she looks back and Alicia and the BDSM are trying to like put the flowers back in place <laughs> even if they <laughs> run over. She's they're trying to put them back. That just that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so futile. <laughs> yeah, a, that was a great attention to detail Hubert. Uh, but yeah, that that leads to my chapter the raid on West Moultown and we actually open up in a car or like a, a high speed car chase or maybe not car chase, but Golfini is in his police cruiser with Matthews. They're going really fast down a street. And Elaine, and Elaine. And Elaine. Oh, oh yes, and Elaine, Elaine. Yeah, Golfini uh, and then Elaine is in the front seat and then Matthews is in the back seat. That's the hierarchy. They're going down utility way. And do they, do they know that they're going? Yeah, they, they have to know that they're going to the asylum. Which then Wait, they don't
2: know yet because they get a phone call.
0: No, no, right? they, they know that they're going to the asylum because it sparks a memory of when Golfini is back in the precinct and he gets a phone call from an
2: anonymous
0: caller who has a very Wait,
2: that's a memory? I thought they got the phone call in the car.
0: No, that's a memory. That's that's uh that could be a VG tip, but yeah, it's a poor use of time transitions, but it's a memory because they get the call in the in the precinct, which has been that
2: was very the messy the high speed car
0: chase or whatever. Uh but basically in the memory, Golfini gets a phone call from an anonymous caller who basically informs him that he has a piece of information Golfini would like. And Golfini says, the only thing I want to know is, where is Signor Romanzo? And then the phone call, the anonymous caller in a very weird construction of English tells, yeah, he's a very weird guy. He says, he's I- He's a robot uh, voice. What?
2: He's a robot voice. Yeah,
0: he's a robot or a, a very literary robot. I don't know. But he says, he says things like, I know, I see everything, hear everything, dot, dot, dot. But basically, he tells <laughs> Golfini that Romanzo is in uh, Vander Lyle Asylum. So Golfini and Matthews and Lane, they go to the asylum where they encounter Lysander Day Avit. And at first, Lysander Day, he puts up a fight uh, saying that this is a private domicile uh, and the policeman cannot go inside without a warrant. But then Golfini slaps a warrant in his chest and they go inside. They, uh, they, they scour the asylum. Golfini goes up a couple floors with Elaine and he hears something on the other side of a door. So he kicks open the door, and then he grabs Signor Romanzo, and Signor Romanzo says, unhand me, you burly lumberjack. And then Golfini takes Romanzo in for questioning. Um, But in questioning, Romanzo's not giving a lot of information. He's just singing his uh, Lithuanian music box tune. But then Golfini slaps down a file on the table and says, do you recognize this woman? And Romanzo says, she's back. It's ruby red, so Romanzo knows ruby red, uh, and I don't know where else I was going with that or what the significance of that is, but that is where we leave off with uh, the raid on West town. That's my chapter. Great. Right.
1: Can I just say uh-huh. that while listening to this chapter, like when it transitioned to the robot voice, like to Sophia's robot voice, I had to like replay that like five times because I just didn't understand like, how that just, tr- <laughs> just like them in the car, and Sophie being like, "I see everything. I know everything." <laughs> like I just did not comprehend how that was happening.
2: It was. A I that was in the car. I had no idea that was a flashback.
0: Yeah, what they were that? in the precinct and he just got an anonymous phone call, and the voice was disguised or something because he didn't want to be figured out. But the I voice
2: was to quote the voice was dubbed, which means it was. You need video to have dubbing, No,
0: I didn't realize that at the time. I just meant that it was, it wasn't a real voice. It was, it went through like a disguising machine.
2: Okay, all right. That's what it I- was mean. a deep fake. You invented deep fakes before they were part of the vernacular.
0: I did. I am prophetic.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I only have two letters for the proprietor today because- um, we are only the eleventh most listened to comedy fiction podcast in Hong Kong, Whoa. so we're not that popular.
0: What another an honour!
2: Okay, so my first one comes from. Hang on, wait. Let me get get it up. Do 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 do, 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 do. Okay, hang on. Um, okay, so this first one is uh, from Lucy in Birmingham and she said, OMG, I got a shout-out on Art Frat Rejects! Gassed! And this was in reference to her last shout-out on Art Frat Rejects in the first Case Files episode, so that's from Lucy, my cousin. And the other one is from Harriet in Edinburgh, and she says, finding it very difficult oh. to follow the plot of the murder mystery. However, I had to re-listen to chapter five because that's when it got more confusing. I have some questions for Huber. Firstly, is Californium an actual element with magical properties? Why did you pick Californium and is it related to your medical degree?
1: (laughs) Um, It is an actual element um
2: with magical it does properties? not have magical
1: properties <laughs> you'd
2: think it would get more news if it did harriet
1: um and i chose it i chose it because um there was a college jeopardy episode where one of the questions was about einsteinium and californium uh because i think the question was like where was UC Berkeley, and the person who answered it from was from Stanford. So a lot of people on Twitter were like, eh, "Like, <laughs> it's like, go, it's like, shut up, Stanford!" <laughs> oh, those <laughs> Berkeley
2: folk, oh, Um,
1: and it is not related to my medical degree, unfortunately, because if it was, I think it would like explode.
2: You would be too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> We need Dr. Rod in this OR! Well, well, he's already in that one. Whoa, apparates!
0: (laughs) Well, Hubert, I feel like, you know, Californium is such a a niche element that there is room in the market for you to become the premier expert on the element of Californium, so. Yeah, you could be a bullshit doctor! might not be related to your medical degree now, but never say never.
2: I always have doctors telling me if I, like, eat the inside of a mannequin, it'll, like, cure all my diseases. You could be that doctor and sell Californium crystals.
0: A mannequin?
2: I don't know. They tell me weird shit. They're like, eat this leaf. And I'm like, that's a nettle. Um, well, you know.
0: Is that why you ate the tin in your, uh, chocolate bar?
2: No, I was just very hungry and I, I didn't quite peel my Toblerone correctly and ended up eating a lot of foil. But we won't talk about that.
0: Okay, well... Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better.
2: Thanks, Veronica. Um, and it's, I hope I continue to feel better as the winner of Best crowbar Contribution, because it's time for our first vote!
1: Nice transition. Don't <laughs> all
2: scream at once, okay. Um, Are we all screaming so, at
0: once? Do you want me to take uh, the poll again? Here, I can add a, cl- oh, oh, no, no, oh, I, I think we'll
2: just go with Veronica, do you want to read your crowbar first, and then Huber, and then I'll go, and then Huber will go, and then I'll, you know, we'll each start a different one, but Veronica, you start the crowbar. So who are you voting crowbar, and why?
0: Well, I struggled with this one because there was one chapter where I loved the crowbars, but I didn't know if that was because of how they were integrated, or because I love the lines themselves, which is then more to the credit of the people who gave them. But I went with my gut, and I'm going with the former possibility. So I'm going to vote, oh wait, am I?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is why I tried to make you guys write them down. This is why we have the call before this call.
0: Oh no, oh no, maybe I'm not.
2: You let you go. No,
0: no, no, I I, I will, I will, I will. I'll just vote for one person uh, two times, I guess. And so I will vote for Hubert for uh, best crowbar. Are you gonna vote for Hubert twice? We we won't say anything. We won't we won't talk about that yet. But I'm gonna vote for Hubert for best crowbar. I absolutely loved Wendy's line. I pretend like I'm fine, but all the while I just know my sock is falling down in my shoe. And I provided that quote, but it went perfectly with the character in that specific situation. So I will vote for Huber for best crowbar.
2: That's great. Congratulations, Huber. That's one vote for you. Who are you voting for?
1: I am voting for this person because when we read the chapter, like the crowbar was so seamlessly...
2: Go on.
0: Uh, he, he's... Oh wait, did he, <laughs> write? Did he he's freeze? Not just, he's not just doing this for dramatic effect.
2: Oh, I thought, I thought he was, like, bigging me up. Huber! Come back! You, give
0: me a vote! I can remove him from the meeting, should I remove him?
2: I think that's a bit cold, but go for it. It's a harsh punishment for poor Wi-Fi. Not,
0: oh, then it says he will not be able to rejoin, so maybe I will. <laughs> Don't
2: remove him! <laughs> Wait, that? What, what weird rules does the Zoom have? Oh, he's back. He's back.
0: Oh, thank God. Um, one, you're on mute. But two, I was going to remove you from the meeting so you could come back. But then if I did that, you wouldn't be able to rejoin. So I didn't do that.
1: Yeah, whenever I freeze for too long, I just out and then
2: re.
0: Okay, so who are you? Gonna for? You, were, you were buttering one of us up. Or, okay, yes, or yourself.
2: But I think I know who. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm just going to repeat from the beginning. I'm picking this person because it was so seamlessly integrated into the chapter that we didn't skip it until we got to the end of the chapter. And we we're like, wait a second, we only got one of them. Where's the other one? Yeah. the person Sophia.:
2: <laughs> Oh, stop, Hubert. Thank you. Um, it, was, it was no big deal. I just, it just comes naturally. So, okay, anyway. Um, so, I think the best crowbar. Oh, oh, wait.
0: Oh no. Oh no. Oh
2: no. Okay, so with Best Crowbar, I voted for myself, but now I feel like I should change it to humans. No, but the whole point was to write these down, so okay. So I voted for myself, and I, instead of, and it says because of pink tandem bicycles being so seamless that we couldn't catch it, but then I also felt bad voting for myself, so I put reasons why you guys shouldn't win it. Oh! ho! Oh, um, okay. okay. So I put VGT, a bit random. <laughs> wait, what?! <laughs> because I think, wait, what did you baby say? Calculus. Yours was, um, like, <laughs> baby say, so, yeah, if the cat's out of the bag and the hourglass be a chicken, that was something you had the, the, like, robot voice on the phone say, yeah. the anonymous caller say, and like Huber said, it was, it just, like, what? What does it mean? It
0: wasn't very I, I, I think I explained what it meant.
2: Nope, you but didn't. Okay, and then the uh, situation. And then I've put cringe syringe was out of character. So when Hubert made Ramazzo go, cringe syringe, I thought it was a little out of character, um, which is why I think I should win best crowbar. Fine, fine, fine,
0: all right. So, uh, does that mean you get two votes and Huber gets one vote?
2: Yes, so I win. Okay, um, <laughs> all right, moving swiftly. Um, VG tips, oh my god. Okay, so we, we, uh, debuted the intro music, the jingles, to your segments, um, so I'm gonna play your jingle, Veronica, if that's okay with you. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so this is Veronica's segment where she gives creative writing tips, uh, it's called VG Tips because Veronica's nickname is VGT. PG Tips is a tea brand, writers drink tea, I don't know, it's very tenuous. Let's play the jingle! Oh god, which one is it? Okay.
3: Begin after eight cats. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And now it's time for VG Tips. Create writing tips
0: with VGT. Take I, it away. I cringe. I do a cringe syringe every time I have to hear that stupid slurping sounds. I do not like slurping sounds for people who do oh. not know. But today on VGT, VG tips, I think we will talk about what is known in the biz as inciting incidents. And stories, novels in particular, or even short stories, I suppose, they always well not, they always start you know with this inciting incident. And you can define that as the moment at which your characters' lives change. It is basically the disruption in their routine. And so the most common kinds of inciting incidents, there are generally five. You could have, um, return of a character from the past, you could have the entrance of a mysterious stranger, you could have, um, you could start with a shattering statement, you could have the difference between expectation and reality, and then you could also have your main character arrive somewhere new. I mean, of course, there can be other kinds of inciting incidents, but those are probably the five most common, Um, And the best inciting incidents, they implicitly ask a question about the past and then another question about the future. And I was taught that generally in, you know, novels especially, your inciting incident will happen on the very first page of your story. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of contemporary novels recently and I'm finding that that's just not the case. Um, but I think in our own novel, we had the potential to have our very first line be the inciting incident. And that was bats had never descended upon Town until the evening of August 18th or something. That's very clearly a disrupt- uh, like a disruption in the status quo. But the only problem is we did not run with that and explain the significance of the bats descending, so it had potential. It ultimately fell flat, but, uh, the the spirit was willing, the spirit was there, it wanted to do well, it just did not come through in the delivery. So yeah, when you're thinking about writing a story, just think about what is this moment that crystallizes the complete upheaval of the status quo, and that is generally a safe and interesting place to start. That's VG Tips. Any questions?
2: Thanks! I'm getting claps from Sophia. Thanks. I love that. I think, I think when you told us this originally, when we were talking about inciting incidents, you said that I should have started chapter one with Clara's murder.
0: You could have done that. yeah. Yeah, you yeah. could have done that as well. I mean, that's like a very obvious inciting incident. I mean, you could have done it, like the scene with Wendy first, and then got, then looped around back to the carnival, so that's, a, that's another obvious, or not an obvious, but another, you know, option available to you. Uh, but now that I sit back and look at it, the bats descend, descending could also be a smaller inciting incident if we had followed through with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, we never mentioned that again.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well
2: <laughs> I am ready for the next vote if you guys are.
0: Is that best
2: actor? That is best actor. Okay, no, no. Huber, you start this time. Who's starting? Oh, oh Huber.
1: Yes. The person I'm picking. Um, really fell into the role. She really (laughs) like she was a a star performer in my chapter and (laughs) I think that I could really feel all of the emotion when (laughs) she read her lines. So I'm picking Veronica.
0: (laughs) Yay! I'm so glad. I poured my heart and soul into channeling Wendy's angst and disappointment and betrayal with the BDSM and I'm glad I'm getting this recognition um but I was also going to vote for myself for that exact same reason <laughs> so I'm voting for myself but I will say I also considered doing Sophia for her uh her anonymous caller voice in my chapter because she just sounded so much like a you know like computer generated uh, you know dictation service, I guess, so I thought she was great, but ultimately, I have to go for myself as well.
2: Again, honorable mention. Exactly. Well, okay, so I was torn because I think Huber's Matthews is iconic. It is so far from a Brooklyn cop that it's just ridiculous, and I kind of wanted to give Huber the Best Acting Award for Matthews, but I think VGT, the, the difference in performance you had to dig into two very different deep parts of your soul to play both Golfini and Wendy this cycle. And they're very different people. And yet you provided such color and real, real levity to the roles that I think top actors like Sam Neill and um, Liv Tyler and Elijah Wood and anyone else in the Lord of the Rings franchise would be proud of. Um, I think that you definitely, deserve the acting award because of what I'd like to call hashtag range.
0: Oh wow, well thank you! Uh, one, I'm glad that those were the actors you came up for for top actors, and two, you thought Wendy's role had any sort of levity to it?
2: There was real distress there, there was real loss and grief and rage. That's not
0: what levity means!
2: Oh, what's levity mean? The
0: opposite of what you were saying. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what it meant! I heard it somewhere! I thought it meant, like, gravitas! I- no, I think it means, like, a lightness.
2: Oh no! Oh dear! Oh, we lost Tiba for a second, he fell over. Um, uh, n- okay, I meant gravitas. Replace levity me. with gravitas. I'll take you I'll I'll take it. That's a resounding vote for VGT. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Fresh off of VG tips and now winning an awards. Well, that's good,
0: because I'm not going to win Best Writer.
2: You never know. Right? No,
0: I, I'm not. I think I have, like, a fighting chance in any chapter from, like, 12 onwards, but I'm not expecting to get it until, like, chapter 12.
2: Well, you, well, you didn't, like, write the, um, you didn't take your writing course when you wrote these ones. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Huber, it's now time for Maybe the sexiest segment of case files. Let me just uh whip out the old jingle for um one Hugo Rodriguez Tejada. I really hope it shows you guys dancing and not just me. Shows you. Shows you. Oh, Okay Dr. Rod.
1: Okay so I'm gonna talk about the asbestos from the asylum.
2: It was never mentioned but we think it's there.
1: It probably will be there because it's I mean asbestos as some of you might know is a naturally occurring mineral that has been mined for insulating properties um but I mean it's use is now has been banned since 2003 and I'm assuming the asylum has around since way before then so there's definitely asbestos in there but anyway um so a lot of times asbestos is aerosolized when older buildings are being renovated and like that's why when people are constructing they have to wear like 95s because if they don't they'll like breathe in the asbestos and your body like cannot get rid of it naturally. So it creates like little, amine deposits in your lung and it causes chronic inflammation and like scarring in your lung that can, might not actually like present itself for like many, many years or even decades. But when it does, like you'll end up having like really bad like restrictive lung disease. And that can like eventually cause something, plurifusion, which is like liquid in your lungs, like lung cancer, um, pleural cancer.
0: So you're saying Wilhelmina, since she lived in the in the asylum for at least nine years or something, she's doomed. Well,
1: because we look at it.
0: Oh, oh, oh! He froze and then froze. Okay. and then he came back. Sorry, Huber. I was I was asking you um, that because Wilhelmina has been living in the asylum for like nine years or something. She's basically doomed to having plural cancer or
3: something.
2: Oh. that was well, such I think bad. that's a great question, Veronica.
0: I know, he, I, 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 uh, surprised him with my, uh, medical prowess, I suppose.
2: He doesn't know the answer, so he's like, quick, be frozen! <laughs> I, I actually have a thought though. Yeah. Um, that we can see when he comes back, but um. Okay, he's back. So right. he's back. Hi! Um, Veronica was asking about pluralism. Not pluralism, but plural
0: cancer.
1: (laughs) What? What was? What was the question?
0: Because (laughs) when Wilhelmina and you know the other orphans, they've been living in the asylum for like nine years at least. Are they doomed to like lung cancer and uh, like plural cancer and all these horrible things?
1: Maybe not doomed, but like like, a thing. But they're definitely at risk. They're definitely at a high risk.
2: So Ramon would be at a high cool. risk because he was hiding there. But oh, how long does the exposure have to be?
1: It can honestly be very quick exposure. You just have to breathe in some of it.
2: Oh no. Damn.
0: Well, maybe not oh, oh no because no. Ramon's kind of a creep. But,
1: yeah. but <laughs> it's actually kind of cool looking at it under a microscope because you can literally see like the little shards of asbestos like in your lungs which you know ignoring all like the medical impacts it's pretty cool
2: to look at (laughs) you sound a bit like a serial killer but okay (laughs) cool Cool. well website thanks dr rod that was terrifying (laughs) Welcome. <laughs> uh, that's unsettling
0: to think about because we went to school with very old apartment buildings and they were always having to excavate, you know, asbestos and black mold and everything from the walls. So
2: gross. Gross. On that happy yeah. note. Yeah, I'm like thinking about every disease I have. Like, was it from mold? I'm um, you, you
0: need to sue.
2: Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna It's the best writing vote now. So we have Veronica winning best acting, me winning best crowbar, but best writing is the creme de la creme, and can Huber pick that shit up? Let's vote, I will start. Okay. For best writing. (laughs) Sounded bad and did not feel good. Um, For best writing. Now, I thought my chapter was good, a little short, And the fact that the day lasted, like, a really short period of time, like, it took a whole day to have that one conversation with the chief, was a big flaw. Didn't think I should win. Huber, I thought your chapter was just pure batshit craziness. (laughs) You had, um, (laughs) you had fucking Californium, these letters on the floorboards, spent way too long talking about One Direction posters, the description of what California can do, mental, just so we're left with Veronica. Oh. She had some great scenes with the raid. She tied a lot of shit up. She brought back the Vandalyle Asylum motif that we had completely forgotten about because we didn't write and didn't care. I thought that Veronica really tied stuff up. So even though the caller thing was really messy and I didn't realize that it was a flashback, I thought they were in the car or on the phone. I'm gonna give it to Veronica, because it was a great length, ours were a bit short, she really tied up some things that we had, she tried to really patty some buns, and she just kept things a bit more realistic, and made days last the correct length, and made minerals not magical.
0: So basically I get it through process of elimination.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: uh, I guess I'll take it, um, and Uh, For my best writing vote, I'm not voting for myself, um, but I I recognize in the chapter I will be voting for, there are some significant flaws in it, I do recognize that, but there was one particular scene, I have mentioned this to you guys privately in the group chat, that ranks in my top three favorite scenes ever occurring on this podcast, not just in the episodes we've done so far, but in the entire series, and that will have to be Hubert's chapter when Wendy goes to, uh, the BDSM to, uh, basically just call them all out on their snakish behavior, and she is completely unhinged. She completely breaks down and breaks character, but it's realistic because we do break character when we're in stressful situations. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was great all around. Even with the kind of, uh, shoddy dialogue in the Signor Romanza scene, I can overlook that, uh, in the name of, uh, artistic greatness in the next scene. So I will give Best Writer to Huber. So what will Huber do? Will he, uh, break the tie or will he make it a three-way tie? Let's see. (laughs) Not a three-way. That was loud. Oh, Um
1: well to be honest <laughs> I was also gonna vote for myself for that very reason
3: <laughs> It's a crazy. Scene so
1: and maybe it's it was um coupled like just with your acting that made me really like that scene so much but I think the drama of it and like none of the girls were like or none of the women were supportive at all like of course Wendy should be like pissed off you know what I mean so, it was realistic, it was dramatic, it was everything that I needed as a reader.
0: <laughs> and it, and unfortunately, it was entertaining, so I think well done to you, Huber.
2: That means we and each I, won this. Oh god, I got us to write down our votes so we wouldn't do this, because it's boring when we're all tied. No, because you
0: build suspense, because you want to see, oh, are they going to break the tie? I mean, it's if someone pulls ahead.
2: True, Yeah. And I feel like someone's gonna start pulling ahead on the writing soon, because she took a fucking class, but anyways. Um, I think you should do a spin-off of Real Housewives of Moletown.
3: Yeah.
2: Just all, it's like what the BDSM were doing throughout the entire story, but just, like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but only the BDSM.
0: If we have like a Patreon, that can be our, our Patreon content.
2: Okay. Good. Well, congratulations Huber, best writer! Two times in a row, two cycles in a row! Huber, two cycles in a row, best writer! (laughs) Oh, it's time for surprise fun! Okay, I have surprise fun for us. Um, I recognized that our last surprise fun went on for a while, so this surprise fun is gonna be shorter and sweeter, but just as fun. Oh! Okay, I am going to give, um, give out characters, and you guys have to name a vine that you think is appropriate for that character,
0: Oh no. and,
2: and then like, perform the vine.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I only have four, so it's okay. We're not gonna, you don't have to think of many. But I have four. Are you ready?
0: I- I'm ready.
2: Huber, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Your first one is iconic. What would be the vine that suits Wendy Willoughby's personality? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, wait, wait. both of, it's not a competition. I'm just, I will pick what my favorite is and then I'll tell you the one I was gonna do. Um, but Cuba, oh, I- do you have one?
1: Oh, I do have one, yes.
2: Okay, Veronica, you can go first because you dinged first.
0: Okay, it's the one of the, boy I guess he's a teenager he's in the kitchen he has a bottle of champagne and he goes I got that bubbly I got that bubbly I got that bubbly that one
2: okay oh wait I'll do is I'll play the clip now so hang on hang on I'll cut here and I'll play the clip I got that bubbly I got that bubbly I got that bubbly I got that bubbly I got it bubbly. okay we're back
0: You told me to perform it. Why were you looking so surprised?
2: No, I wasn't. I just, you just, uh, uh, you're a light, Veronica. You just always perform so well.
1: Okay, mine is the vine that goes, is that a weed? No, it's a crayon. I'm (laughs) calling the police. (laughs)
0: Oh,
2: (laughs) what's your emergency? (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Here it is, the original clip. (laughs) Chris. Is that a weed?
1: No, this is a crayon. i the
2: police! 911, what's your emergency? Okay. Um, mine was gonna be, um, that, where that daughter's like, I spilled lipstick in your Valentino bag. It's like, lipstick in my white Valentino
3: bag!
0: That's the one that
2: I... <laughs> and here's the clip. I spilled lipstick in your Valentino bag. Oh, you spilled... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lipstick in my Valentino white... Okay, I I think I have to go with Huber being the winner of that round. I just think that she would call the police over some she like she like her letter to the pro, um to the proprietor where she's like Miss Police Keys. I feel like that's the same vibe. Okay, our it second one. rounds! <laughs> our second one is Golfini. Uh <sighs>
0: I mean, I have I have- I mean, I have a couple that come to mind, but- It's
3: the wow.
1: This is really hard, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I have- I have a couple, but I don't, I don't know if they're- if they're any good.
2: Maybe I overestimated how into Vines you guys are.
0: Well, I mean, I just- I'm trying to think of one with, like, a policeman. I mean, you could do the one where it's the two old guys, and he's like, I want to be a cowboy, baby. You could do that one. Why? I don't know. I feel like policemen and cowboys, they kind of go hand in hand. They're out to, like, protect the wild, wild west or something.
3: I want to be a cowboy, baby.
2: (laughs) I want to be a cowboy, baby. That, that'll be mine. It'll I see the policeman. Person. The one I have in mind isn't policeman related. it's like douchebag related.:
1: I think the one that I thought of first was when the guy was like doing vape tricks on his desk, and then the guy walks in and blows it away. And I was just like, Adam,
2: Adam. I think
1: it was Adam.
2: Okay, play the clip Adam. Okay, we played it. What (laughs) was yours going to be? Well, Veronica, do you have one or no? No,
0: I said that I want to be a cowboy, baby. Oh, right,
2: okay. Um, mine was gonna be that guy who's like on the phone with a skateboard, and he's like, so no head? And then he like, breaks the skateboard? Because Wilhelmina won't like, date him? Yeah, that's actually (laughs) a good
0: one. Here's the clip. So no head?
2: Okay, that's a good.
1: One. I think Sophia should win that one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll if you if you guys want me to play and win, I'll just play and win. It doesn't matter. Um. Okay, number three. This one is Matthews.
0: Oh, poor Matthews.
1: I think I have one. Should I just say it? Yeah, go
0: for Wait, it. We, okay. No, he's, he will. Switch. Okay.
1: My vine is the baby that's covered in peanut butter who goes, ah.
0: <laughs> Why? Because he was peanut butter, diet, mango yogurt, kind of the same thing. Oh, wait, no, does the diet mango yogurt come in yet?
2: I don't know, but what? Um, okay, I'll play the clip. Oh. <laughs> does it feel good? Ah. Okay, I that's
1: the point.
3: Point.
0: Okay,
1: we'll you know. Matthew's vibe. <laughs> it
0: kind
2: of does. BGT, what
0: did you have? I will say uh, I forget the dog's name. I think it might be Duke, but the owner of Duke is like, Duke, go get the ball, and he pretends to throw the ball, and like Duke throws himself at the window. I just feel like that's total chaotic Matthew's energy, <laughs> just chasing him, whatever <laughs> with Elaine, like just getting yeah. him away from
3: getting her away
1: from.
2: him. Yeah, that's what I'll say.
1: Duke, do you want the ball?
2: I was gonna do um because he makes that orange chicken quote where he's like, "I would much rather eat orange chicken than go to the cheap stuff." I was gonna do that girl who like sees all those birds and is like, "Look at all these chickens!" Awesome. <laughs> I <don't> was gonna
1: do that one too, but
2: <laughs> look at all those chickens! <laughs> okay, um. Who do you think should win that one, Veronica? You can pick the winner this no, time. I'll
0: pick you, I like that one. Oh, I like okay. the,
2: I like the chicken one. I feel bad winning, because I have time to think about these. Well,
0: that's okay, I mean it excuses our uh, ineptness at least.
2: Okay. Um, what number are we on? We're on four. Okay, the final one. Um, so. Oh, are Huber and I gonna tie? Will I win? Or will? Yeah. Um, Veronica, you can get one. <laughs> So, so the final character is, and this might be a plot twist to some of you, but it is. And if it isn't clear yet, I haven't thought of the character, which is why I'm trying to really meet her at the time. (laughs) Um, it is going to be Sherry Sharon, the Um, real estate agent. (laughs) No, she's too similar to, uh, wait, would do you want to pick a character? She's too similar to Wendy, I feel. Do we, Well, Wilhelmina, mean, uh,
1: we haven't done Wilhelmina. I mean, uh, oh right yeah, right we, right
2: we haven't no, right. done okay, let's do Wilhelmina, let's do Wilhelmina. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. Oh, there's, um, mostly because of the accent, there's one of an English girl, she's like, I'm in my mom's car, and then the mom goes, get out of my car, and then the girl's like, <laughs> Oh. I'm in my mum's car.
2: Broom, broom. Get out of me car! Aww. Get out of me car! Yeah. Oh, and it's sad because that's not her real mum because it's a counter. That's a good one, actually. That's good. Okay. Wait, I need to think of one. Oh, I don't know.
0: I have another one.
2: Okay, go for it.
0: Because in chapter three, she's like, I want to go to the beach. Then the one of the guy going, who is this? Let's go to the beach, beach. (laughs) Ninky Minaj.
2: Yeah. I feel like the opposite. This is like an opposite one, not a her one. But, um, oh, wait, I should play the beach, beach one. Who am I? Let's go to the beach, beach. Ninky Minaj. Okay, this is like an opposite one, but, um where it's like, uh, Jared, can you read number 19 for the class? What's up? My name's Jared, and I'm 19, and I never learned how to read. But, like, he's like, what's up? I'm Wilhelmina. I'm 17, and I know everything about computer science. Um, Jared, could you read number 23 for the class? No, I cannot.
1: What up? I'm Jared, I'm 19, and I never fucking learned how to read.
2: That's really bad. Okay, I don't know. Cuba, you go.
1: Um... I don't think this is a good one per se, but the first point that came to my head was, welcome to Chili's.
0: (laughs) Why? Why?
1: No. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Chili's.
2: That was fun. Yeah, so I guess no one won because, Rodic, I think you got a point there. So everyone ended up with a point, which was nice. No,
0: you got two points. Oh yeah, whoops. So you won. <laughs>
2: go towards our competition.
0: Yeah. You just well, put it on your resume.
2: Thank you. I can throw one more as a bonus, or is our surprise fun not fun anymore?
0: Ah, uh, you could go for one more. I'm having a good Okay,
2: time. let's do Senior Romanzo. I feel like he's a weirdo in here.
0: Oh, I have one for Romanzo, but is it too much of a spoiler? Here I'll say it, and if it is, you can cut it out.
2: Okay, I'm just gonna put a big beep across what you're saying go
0: what the fuck is up
2: kyle step the fuck up no oh my god that's so good (laughs) if you don't get it you will oh my god if you don't get it stick around you will i'll play the original clip what the fuck is up kyle no what did you say what the fuck dude step the
1: I I feel like because he's weird the baby that goes I smell like
2: beef yes. I, like I beef. bet he does smell like beef oh that's great that's a good one here's the clip I smell like beef I smell like beef I smell like okay mine is because I imagine him doing this with Leviticus and Matthias in his caravan. Like they all do it when they don't think anyone's watching. I think I'm going to have to replay this clip. But do you know that vine where there are these people, da- these boys dancing with little sunglasses in their hoods and they're like, it goes around and round and na 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 na. And then the two come from behind. Yeah. Do you know that one? Yeah. Okay, I'll play the clip. Okay, so I imagine, like, Romanzo being in the middle of that, and Matthews and Leviticus flanking him.
3: Oh, you That's,
2: like, the main act of the carnival, when they go <laughs> on stage. Okay. Man, what are case files. What are we going to name this case files? The last one was called, um, the Pop Culture Threesomes.
0: I think it has to do something with Vine.
2: Okay. Well, I guess the... Audience already knows, and we don't. But we'll come up with something. I had fun, guys. Wait, okay. If we had to give a teaser for the next cycle, what would you say? Just to refresh your memories. Um, oh, I don't want to give out. Okay, we'll give out the names of the chapters. These chapters are: town PD Blues, 1990, The Escape Artist, and The Abduction at Foggy Beach.
0: I just want. What are you
2: excited I, about for this cycle? I,
0: I think this uh this cycle more than the previous two will have real competition for the best writing awards all of the chapters are like pretty interesting on their own but at the same time they kind of go in a lot of different directions you got uh you've got some shadiness going on at the police you've got some shadiness going on with wendy you have a couple developments in the murder case maybe with a kidnapping we'll see
2: I have two words that I'm looking forward to, Mrs. Sham.
0: No, that's chapter twelve. What? That's chapter twelve. We it didn't still come till chapter twelve. Doesn't come till chapter twelve. Mrs. Sham is the cha- is chapter twelve. Oh, well,
2: sorry. Okay. Well, then I have nothing to look forward to. Uh, I think we... the chapters are still really good. <laughs> the chapters are the still
1: reading really it. We just like we're talking about a fictional Mrs. Sham, but was never in it until chapter twelve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think we all have a Mrs. Sham in our lives though. Uh, I have a horrible Mrs. Sham story actually, with the Mrs. Sham in my life. I don't know if now's the appropriate time to tell it, so one day I'll tell my Mrs. Sham story.
0: Okay, well save it for uh, cycle four.
2: No, or three, because we're on two. Oh wait, cycle four is when Mrs. Sham comes in! Buh, okay, got it. I thought you like forgot what case files we were on. We, I need to go to bed. It's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye, good night.
2: I love you guys. Thanks for watching Case Files 2.
0: Thanks. Until next week.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Hit myself in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>